phoenixes are rising Look into the eyes and the hearts of lions Minds like diamonds, souls are igniting Illuminating the night and when you awake You can't be frightening World's out of whack, but we got your back You're a part of the pack, now let those wings flap Welcome fellow phoenixes to the Spiritual Phoenix Podcast, where we make a daily offering to the divine by putting our past on the pyre, searching the smoke for spirituality, turning the ashes into art, adapting isolation into connection, and manifesting mental wellness. I'm your host, Ross Cessna, and I'd like to take a moment and uh, focus on what we're most grateful for this year. This year, the uh, thing that I am most grateful for would be my uh, involution. And I'll explain what involution is after I uh, get into a couple quotes. I have a couple more quotes for today than normal because uh, I couldn't decide which ones I liked the best. The phoenix must burn to emerge. And that was said by Janet Fitch. The phoenix riddle hath more wit by us, we being... We two being one are it. So to one neutral thing, both sexes fit. We die and rise the same and prove mysterious by this love. And that was said by John Donay. I hope I said that right. A heart filled with love is like a phoenix that no cage can imprison. That was said by Rumi. Let us help the phoenix to rise from the ashes. Let us help lay the foundation for a new renaissance. Let us help to accelerate the spiritual awakening until it lifts us into the golden age which would come. And that was said by uh, Peace Pilgrim. The concept of being a spiritual phoenix goes very well with today's topic of New Year's involution. For Indian spiritual master Meher Baba, Involution is the inner path of the human soul to the self. Charles Haynes, in describing Meher Baba's sense of involution, writes, The old and new impressions, both of which create a veil over consciousness, gradually wear away, revealing an increasingly clearer experience of God. That is, the soul wearies of the world and is ready to begin the third phase of the journey, involution, which may be seen as the ascent back to God. Meher Baba states that evolution is the soul's gathering of full consciousness. Reincarnation is the state of ordinary people caught up in karma. And involution is the inner journey of the spiritual pilgrim back to its origin through the higher planes of consciousness. According to Meher Baba, there are seven inner planes of consciousness beyond the state of ordinary human experience. Ordinary consciousness he calls gross consciousness and is entirely of the gross physical world. Planes 1 through 4 are of the subtle world, prana or energy. Planes 5 and 6 are of the mental world, mana or mind. And plane 7 is of the self. And that is sourced from uh, the Wikipedia page. I'll put a link in the description. Now I'm not familiar with Meher Baba's teaching prior to today. I have heard Involution described as such previously and liked his explanation and found it fitting. Another way to look at Involution is as the inward process of evolving one's spirit.
The past year wasn't a horror show for me as I see and hear many others make it out to be. Granted, it did, did have some difficult times, but I learned lessons from all those times and they turned that turned into progress that in turn progress my involution. I'll give you a quick recap of my year. Last January I started out depressed. I had just quitted what I hope to be my last professional cooking job after working in the field for almost half my life. My culinary degree was meaningless as I never cultivated the longevity or played the game well enough to advance, which I am thankful for. My mother and I got a new dog in February of 2016, Ruki, named after Ruki Akuchki from the anime Bleach. Ruki has been such a blessing in my life because after getting her, I started walking her. I trained her for a time as well. This really helped me get out of my funk somewhat. Eventually, I reconnected with the woman I had talked to a year or so prior and we began hanging out. She was the first person that I had really connected with after going through my mental health issues. She got me involved with a the therapist who has been fundamental in changing my life. Eventually, old behavior surfaced when I became impatient with the advancements of a potential romance with her. Having not been drunk more than five or six times in two years, I saw a side of me that I had to change. That's normally how I dealt with those situations in the past would be get drunk and forget about it or get drunk and act even worse. My love for her and not wanting to act how I acted towards her or anyone I cared about was a major catalyst for my change. Love is the fire of the phoenix. I attended a 12-step meeting shortly thereafter. That day was different than my previous attempts because I was ready to do what, I took to, what it took to resolve those feelings. And those feelings were just uh, this indescribable sense of worthlessness, anger, depression, rage, um, anxiety, all, all those things. Also, I felt included as a young man approached me prior to the meeting as I sm was smoking a cigarette. Although I am not religious, he explained the concept of people thinking they're a flock, as in a flock of sheep. He explained that rather we are a flock of birds and the difference is staggering. A flock of birds will have a leader, and when the leader tires, he falls back and lets another lead while he replenishes his energy, or she. If the lead bird flew as hard as it needed to, as it needed to lead the whole time, he would plummet and die. This is likely not a truth, but rather an allegory, but it is a powerful one. That same day, I also had an old-timer basically chew me out, tell me what to do, and then if I didn't do what he was saying, I would be wasting the time of others and myself by playing around. There was a time when this would have just pissed me off, but instead I listened. One of the things he mentioned was giving up every mind-altering uh, substance, and that a marijuana maintenance program wouldn't cut it. That's a reoccurring term in 12 Steps where you, they say the marijuana maintenance program, meaning you quit other things except pot. Uh, that night I watched a lecture of an Indian guru on why marijuana isn't good for people to use. I will now paraphrase his speech in the simplest terms possible. Marijuana is first used to feel good, then it is used when one is sad, when one is angry, and so on. Eventually it is used for everything and you become ineffective at dealing with life. 
And that really drove the nail home for me. Um, that's exactly what I was doing. I was committed to clean living after that. Over the past year, I had many instances um, where this internal voice would say, would you give up weed to do what you want to do? Which is help people with mental illness and addiction. I would say yes, and then I would go smoke a bowl. Miraculously, almost immediately after I quit, I began to have opportunities to do some things I had wanted to do for a while, which was to reduce the stigma associated with mental illness. This is around the time that I started the Spiritual Phoenix blog. I had many spiritual experiences that I thought only existed when I was mentally ill or on drugs occur in early recovery, also showing me that I was on the right path. These eventually led me to begin sharing my story um, to some of the podcasts that I listened to. These podcasts and the speeches I were giving made me realize that I had a desire to really speak about my opinions, my experiences, and uh, the philosophy and spirituality associated with it. This is when I started podcasting. I will be honest and tell you that this year was certainly not easy. It tested my patience, my strength, my self-love, my discipline, my endurance, and ultimately, my commitment to me. I had to make many sacrifices. My real first love, pot, my former self multiple times, my fears, my self-loathing, my blame of others, and other similar things. I had to take responsibility for all of my feelings, all my actions and reactions. Granted, I don't do anything perfectly 100% of the time and sometimes I fall back into that mode of thinking. I have traded my know-it-all attitude for one of knowing I can never know it all. I will tell you what I got for each sacrifice as well. For sacrificing my love of weed, I got a better connection with my higher power. This higher power was blocked in my life because I used weed to connect with it. I used to find it foolish that people needed an intermediary in the form of priests or similar things to talk to their higher power. But I was just doing—I was doing just that when thinking that I needed weed to connect to it, and was too blind to realize it. For facing my fears, I got new strengths. You see, fears are disempowering until you face them and embrace them. Then that power that paralyzed you is a power that liberates you. For losing myself, I got a better, a better, more authentic version of me that is in a constant state of flux rather than static stagnation. For losing my self-loathing, I was given self-appreciation and self-love. For losing my blame of others, I was able to liberate myself from feeling responsible for others' emotion. The exception being when I act like an asshole for no reason, which I am getting better at minimizing. For losing my judgment of others, I lost my social anxiety, the fears that everyone is looking down on me. I found that how I see others is the reflection of me. When I am looking down on someone, I'm actually looking down on me. I am no better than and no worse than anyone. I may have a different understanding, but that doesn't make me better. Different, yes. For losing my attitude of knowing it all, I'm actually actually acquiring knowledge of self, deeper understanding, and similar things. It may not translate as intelligence in a traditional sense to many, but in my perception, intelligence is marketable knowledge. 
the knowledge I am gaining can't be bought with corporeal currency. It has to be purchased with lived experience, sacrifice, and facing the shadow that dwells within. The process I have started in the past year is one that needs persistent dedication, recommitment, work, honesty, self-evaluation, humility, and confidence. This fire needs to fed consistently so that the flames of rebirth don't die out. These flames of love that engulf me are removing the impurities of corporeal reality and refining them to the ethereal philosopher's stone. Don't make resolutions as that implies solving a problem. Make tangible goals that have plans for you to have for, for how you uh, wish to achieve them. Make these goals in state in the statement of I will. To express the concept, I will express my top five of 20 goals created using the book, The New Hermetics by Jason Augustus Newcomb. And I'll put a link to that book in the description as it's helped me greatly. My goals are as follows. Goal one is a spirit related goal. I will actively communicate gratitude, surrender, acceptance, and appreciation to my higher power. And this will be achieved through daily prayer in the morning, throughout the day, and at night. Goal 2. Fire. I will create using my gifts more frequently with the intent of expanding my skills. And this will be achieved by the persistent pursuit of my creative outlets, stepping outside of my comfort zone, challenging myself, practicing new techniques, expanding my knowledge of spiritual teachings, esoteric wisdom, symbolism, and philosophy. Also, actively appreciating the work of others and incorporating some of their style into my amalgam. Goal 3. Water. I will cultivate a natural sense of bliss and peace. That will be achieved by mindfulness, meditation, daily contact with my higher power, respecting myself, respecting others, managing my emotions, being present, avoiding toxic people. Goal 4. Air. I will master communication. This will be achieved by listening more, talking less, practicing spiritual principles, empathy, understanding, acceptance, and tolerance. Goal 5. Earth. I will earn at least $125 a week by working for myself by September 2nd of 2017. And this will be achieved by doing paid tarot readings, writing paid articles, finding sponsors for my work, monetizing my blog, creating an online store, and other similar concepts. Finally, I'd like to share a poem I wrote this morning on involution. The insides of me evolving, new seeds of life, sprouting from the necrotic elements of my former self. I have died many times in this life. I have lived many lives in this life. Every cell in my body has been replaced many times. I am the paradox of the, Thethi of the Theseus ship. I am both the river and the riverman of Heraclitus. Although I love who I am today and love who I was, who I was would hate who I am. They wouldn't be able to understand they would see me through a murky fog of reality. The former know-it-all would know all the answers of every angle. Today I know I can't know all the angles or the answers. 
That specter of self would know the absolute truth. Today I know my truths, and even those are opinion. I have Stockholm Syndrome for myself. I abducted who I was and indoctrinated them, filling those deeply broken chasms with alchemical gold. I nourished that emaciated soul with apples and pomegranate, the mysterious soul fruits of bygone eras. You see, I had to pay a price to be who I am today. It wasn't something I could put on the books. The soul contract I signed before I was born had implicit payment guidelines. You can't be who you are and become when you re you can be who you are and become when you relinquish who you are. The fine print stated the fact that I would lose my soul for a time and get a cheap cheap facsimile of it until my deeds and actions were worthy of a better version to evolve. If I had been who I am today any sooner, the mistakes I made could have been irreconcilable in this existence. Today when I look in the mirror, I don't see a stranger anymore. I see that little boy I was before I lost who I should be. I see the mystery, the love, the hope, the imagination. I see that fractal of infinite divinity merged with some secrets of the mysteries not the corporeal revenant who had been the placeholder. I am a spiritual phoenix, a minute portion of a mortal resurrecting androgynous deity. That boy I was whole again, infused with ether. He had to be fractured by his own mind, rejected by his culture, feel alienated, feel that deep hurt, that chasm of pain that put me on the path of the spiritual warrior. That was the fuel for the vision quest of a techno-shaman. I said I agreed to this before I was born, but I didn't write the contract made with the All. Even in the realms outside of this, I am a fractal of the All. It was the All signing a contract with itself. In essence, I was a fractal of the involution of the All, a reverie or waking dream inside the infinite conscious, a thought of improvement, I am involution expressed in the infinite. And I'd like to close with this. Um, you will be able to set New Year's involutions if you believe in your ability to do so as I believe in your ability to do so. And I could go on and on, but it's time to put this episode on the fire. If you would like to get paid to write, click the link below. All you have to do is to be able to write five sentences in English. If you have a topic you wish to hear me discuss, or if you would like to be a guest on the show, please contact me via Facebook Messenger. Ideal guests will have had a major life obstacle they are overcoming or have overcome, and will have an inspirational, life-changing philosophy, spiritual awakening, or the insight of lived experience to share. I do free tarot readings occasionally, and I'm building up a database so you can select a reading at random choice or read the most recent reading. A link, a link will be in the description below. Social media links will also be in the description. Please leave a review on iTunes if you like the podcast, as it'll help me reach new listeners. Please take the time to respond to the PodTrack listener survey, as it helps me to better understand my audience. I love, respect, and appreciate all of you. Make this next year magical with a K. Love and light. Namaste. You're a baby, Stuck in your case, just as I 
closed eyes it gets hard to see But you can't run away from gravity No, you can't run away from gravity Don't worry no more Oh, don't worry You're so 